As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Peace, this is Brother Hot Tim, coming at you with the first episode in um, Folk Tales for Grown Folks. Now, the reason I put this together was because I wanted to start, have, well, at least have a place where I could start putting the folk tales that I'm finding and the stories that I'm telling. And I wanted also an arena in which I can produce these folk tales for grown folks. Because I feel that it's important that as grown folks, we look over some of the tales that we were told as young folk and and look at the wisdom that came out of it. But then also I started to realize that a lot of these folk tales wasn't told to a lot of us that grew up in urban environments. We depended on the, to- the stories that was told through the TV. So I want to put these stories out so people can get the wisdom out of them because our ancestors passed down the wisdom to us through these folk tales. And these folk tales also um, represent the, the, the accumulated wisdom of all cultures. So we need to be able to have a place where we could discuss these as adults because a lot of times we look at folk tales, we look at myths, we look at legends as something for kids. Now, this is something for us to learn from, something for us to learn to tell and develop the ability to tell it. And also what I also recognize is that even when you're dispensing wisdom, one of the problems is that when you give people the answers to their problems in their life, it never helps them solve it. What you have to do is give them a puzzle to solve for themselves so that they can eventually work through the problem themselves because what happens is people become dependent on us, dependent on you to kind of guide them through. And a lot of times they don't even listen to that wisdom. And they start resenting you because they have not been able to actualize the shit that you're telling them. So what you have to do is give them a story. And that's what I'm doing with... um, with expanding the journey and moving into these folk tales for grown folks. Now, grown folks that's out there that listen to the stories, understand that you could take these stories and adapt them and just take out some of the shit that I'm saying and use it for your kids because the wisdom in them works for you as well as the children. And like I told you before in some of my um, podcasts, stories and proverbs and myths and legends are, are layered. And depending on where you are at that point in time in your life, you'll pull something out of it. So the first tale that I'm going to share on this particular podcast is uh, called The Magic Bird. I changed the title. Now, I found this on uh, MP3 that I bought um, 
and it was uh, um, um, Nelson Mandela's favorite folk tales. And um, it was a beautiful story, and I immediately related it to my life and a lot of things that was going on around me. So I'm going to share it with you. Also, for other stories that um, I have already told, you go to Giami, my Giami Journey show and go back through the uh, podcast and find where I tell these stories, tell other stories. And I'm going to keep on adding to this one slowly but surely. So I thank you for listening, and here we go. This one is called The Magic Bird. So, once upon a time, there was a village. And in this village, of course, you had people. And it was a large village, and they had been there for generations and generations. And the, the people in the village had developed a system where they was able to work together. Everybody had what they need, and they structured their government in a, in, to the point to where they had a chief. But the chief was actually a representative of the people, so it was peace state. They were, it was a great village, not because of war. It was a great village because of the love that held them together. Now, don't get me wrong. They were handle their business as a village when it came time because they had their warriors, male and female, that was ready to defend their borders and defend all the shit that they had built over generations. But the strong point in this village was the love between the generations, the love within the village because everybody had. So you had people that if you needed food, they had the food. So if you had a favorite vegetable, you would be able to trade for that vegetable. If you had a fruit, somebody in that village had the skills over generations to 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 to, to get you the fruit that you needed. If you had wanted meat or fish or anything, you have people in there to get it. So everybody was eating good in this village, and everybody had their place in the village, and they felt like they belonged. And everything was going good until one day a magic bird popped up. Now, this was a pretty large bird. But what the problem was that this bird presented was that this bird was had a voracious appetite. This bird ate all the food. Now, he ate a particular type of food, though. He didn't just eat some shit that was growing in the fields. He just didn't take the food from the fields. No. He wanted to take the food out your mouth, or it wanted to take the food out your mouth um, and the food that you labored over. So if you was eating a hamburger, and I know, I know what you're saying, but I tell you, there no hamburgers back then, but just work with me for a minute. Let's say you was about to eat a hamburger. All of a sudden, no matter what time of day or night you was trying to eat this hamburger, this motherfucker would pop up and snatch the food right out your mouth. He wouldn't hurt you, but he would take the food out your mouth. He only wanted to prepare food. He didn't wouldn't go to the fields and eat the wheat. He wouldn't go to the fields and eat the fruit. He wouldn't go to the fields and eat the vegetables. He wanted shit that was cooked. He wanted things that was produced and worked hard. So if you and your family were sitting around about to eat some bean soup, he would come in and take the bean soup. He wouldn't take the beans that wasn't ready. He wouldn't take the shit that wasn't prepared. He would only take the shit that you labored over. And eventually, this really started to affect what was going on in the village because people started getting hungry and shit, and they got tired of having to eat raw shit and even fruit. He didn't want the fruit 
that was sitting out on the tree, he would have the fruit that you was about to eat. So every time you put it up to your mouth, this magic bird was able to appear and snatch your shit. And he moved so fast that if you had a spear or a knife, soon as you grabbed it to try to get him, he was gone. This magic bird caused confusion all throughout the village. And eventually the chief had to do something about it because he was taking food from the chief and his family as well. So everybody was uncomfortable. This motherfucking bird caused so much problems that the chief said, we got to do something about it. But they couldn't catch the bird. So what he did, he grabbed the best trackers. He gathered them and said, look, we have to find where this bird rests because if we catch him at the tree and if we, if we catch him where he lives, we have a better chance of killing him. So the trackers took their time and followed the traces. Every now and then this bird left magic bird poop or left a footprint or left a branch that was broken by him, and they followed it. And for a couple of days, the trackers were out, and they worked together, and they was able to identify that this bird flew to a certain tree, and it just so happened to be right a couple of miles outside of the village. And the people were. The chief was thrilled when he found out because it was a magic tree, and because the tree was magic, they knew that if they took care of the magic tree and cut the motherfucker down, it would kill the bird. And they was the chief was happy, so he figured, all right, this is a magic bird, and the only ones that really may have some experience at dealing with any type of magic like this is the elders. And on top of that, they are the most accurate, and they are the best at what they do. So it wouldn't take them that long to chop down this mighty tree. It wouldn't take them that long if the bird came out fighting to kill a bird because they had mastered their skills. They were masters. You see, so he went up to the elders, and he, he gave them a rousing speech, and the speech went something like this. He said, elders, I come to you with a humble heart, and a troubled mind, you know what our plight is. You know that there's something out here stealing the fruits of our labors. You know that there's something out here taking the food out of the mouths of our children, taking food out of the mouths of our women, taking the food out of our very mouths and out of our hands. It's a plague upon the village. And we must be able to do something. When you're about to eat your food, who is the, what is it that comes and takes it? And the elders looked around and they said, the bird. He said, who is it that takes the, the sweet candies out of your hand? They said, the bird. Who is it that stops you from eating your dinner with your family? And they said, the bird. And the chief then said, down with the bird. And the elders followed him, down with the bird, down with the bird, down with the bird. They hiked and they, they're getting hyped and, and they start grabbing their axes, the ones that are good at, at chopping and the ones that are warriors. They grab their bows and their arrows and their spears and their swords and their shields and they march to the tree. And the most skilled ones, with the axe lying up around the tree and the ones with the bows and arrows who are very accurate because they're elders. 
are prepared and the ones with the swords are ready just in case the bird comes out fighting. The ones with the spears and, and uh, they're ready. They're going to whoop this bird. They're going to chop down the tree. So they start to chop and they chop and then they go on three, one, two, three, and they swing, chop, chop, chop. And on the third strike, the bird looks out, and he sees the elders down there, and instead of attacking, this bird starts singing a magical song. And this song, first, the elders are stunned, and then they are amazed, and then they are entranced because this song brings up memories of the past, and it reminds them of love gained and love lost and the lives that they lived and the adventures that they had, and the song was beautiful, and tears came to their eyes as they reminisced over the past, and the arrows dropped, and the spears dropped, and the shields fell to the ground, and the swords fell, and finally the axes dropped, and they sat stunned listening to this beautiful song. They listened all night, and in the morning they got up and they gathered their spears, they gathered their bows and arrows and their swords and their axes and they went back to the village and they went to the quarters of the chief and the chief said, well, did you handle the bird? And the lead elder came out and said, no. The chief said, what? We as elders have decided that any bird who can sing a song as beautiful as the song that this bird sung could not be evil. And there is no way that we can kill this bird. And the chief was amazed. More than amazed, this chief was stunned. And he said, what in the hell are y'all talking about? This bird is robbing us of our fruits, the fruits of our labor, and you're telling me that you will not kill this bird? And all the elders said, no, we will not kill the bird because this bird cannot be evil. So the chief goes into his quarters confused and the elders return to their huts with the conviction that they will not kill a bird. And the elder sits around, I mean, the chief sits around. And As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 
contemplate who we could call on to kill the birds because if the elders couldn't kill it, who could? Of course, the warriors and the nation builders, the protectors of the village, they'll do it. So he calls a meeting with the nation builders and the warriors, and he starts off with the rousing speech. And he says, brothers and sisters, we know that our village is being tormented. We all know that there's something stealing the fruits of our labor. We know that it's hard to sit at our table and eat, and our children are hungry. And we all know the cause of this hunger, don't we? They all nod their head. And all in unison say, yes, it's the magic bird. And everybody says, yes. He said, who is it that steals our spaghetti? The magic bird. Who is it that steals our burgers and our steaks? The magic bird. Who is it that's causing confusion in our households? The bird. And he starts to chat. Down with the bird, down with the bird, and the nation builders and the warriors get out. Down with the bird, and they start jumping because they still have the youth and the driver. Ah, down with the bird, and you can hear from mouth. Down with the bird, and they grab their axes, and they grab their beads, their spears, and their bows and arrows, and their swords and their shields, and they march chanting, down with the bird, down with the bird. And they come and they surround the tree and those with bows and arrows prepare. And those with spears prepare. And those with swords and shields prepare. And the ones that are most skilled with the axe surround the tree. And on three, one, Two, three, they start chop, chop, chop. And on the third chop, the bird looks out and starts his magic song. And just like the elders, the warriors and nation builders, first done, and then they're entranced. Because now the song tells these warriors and nation builders about the great things that will come. It starts getting them hyped up about the future, and they begin to dance, and it talks about adventures that they will have, and it talks about the growth of the village and their personal masteries, and it talks about love to come, and it sings a song, and they get all hyped in their youth and, and with their energy, and they begin dancing all night to the song of the bird. And as the sun rises, they come out of the trance and pick up their spears and pick up their bows and arrows and pick up their shields and pick up their swords and lastly pick up their axes and go back to the village and line up in front of the chief's quarters and the head nation builder comes up and he tells the chief, we cannot kill this bird. The chief says, what? They said, anything that 
can produce a song so beautiful cannot be evil. And we have decided as warriors and nation builders that we will not partake in killing this bird. The chief say, are you, are you out of your goddamn minds? This bird is taking our food. He's literally taking the fruits of our labors from us. It's causing dissension in the village and people are hungry. They said, any bird that could sing a song so beautiful cannot be evil. And they all go away, and the chief is now at a loss. And he says, I, I don't know what to do. And he thinks about who is left in the village. And the only ones that are left that can help him solve this problem are the children. And he gathers the babies, and he gives them talk. He says, babies, children, I know a lot of you may be too young to understand, but I know you can feel the hunger in your bellies. The children says, yes, yes, sir, we certainly can. And I know that you would love to be able to have your candies and your sweets as well as the meals that you used to have with your families. And they say, yes. And he says, we all know who is guilty of taking this stuff from us. And they say, the bird, the magic bird. And he said, who is it that's taking our candy? And they says, the bird. Who is it that's stopping us from eating our favorite foods? The bird, who is this that's snatching the sweet fruit from our mouths? And they say, the bird. And he starts his chant, down with the bird. And the children, down with the bird. Down with the bird. Down with the bird. And they even more hyped than the nation builders. And they grab axes. And the ones that's big enough to grab spears, grab the spears. And the ones that know how to use the bow and arrow, grabs the bow and arrow. And the ones that are big enough grab shields. And some of them grab swords. And they march and dance. And they're having fun and joyfully dance all the way to the tree, chanting down with the bird. And they surround the tree. And the ones that are able surround the tree, prepare their spears. And the ones that are able to lift the bows and arrows and who are accurate enough lift the bows and arrows just in case the bird attacks. And the chief is there with them. And he gives them instructions. He say, children, we must cut down this tree. And they say, yes, we will cut down the tree. And they count off. The chief counts off one, two, three, and they start chopping, chop, 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 and on three, the bird looks out and starts to sing the magic song, and the chief is stunned by the beauty of the song, and he falls to his knees as the bird sings, but not the children. The bird sings about the past. And the chief begins to cry, but the children are enraptured, and they 
are joyful and they're dancing and they're having fun and they're chopping down the tree. Chop, chop, chop. Because they are not hindered by visions of the past. Because they are having fun in the present. And then the birds start singing about the future and the children dance. And the sheep is still enraptured and entranced. The children listen to the song, but they're still chop, chop, chop because they're not hindered by thoughts of the future because they are present and having fun in the moment. They are totally focused, and they chop, and they chop, and they chop, and they chop, and eventually... One of the children that has foresight sees the tree is falling, and he pushes, and he says, push. And the children push, and they push, and all of a sudden, timber! Children move out the way, and the tree falls. And as it falls, it lands, and the bird falls out dead. And... The chief wakes up out of his trance, and they dance all the way back to the village, and the chief calls the entire village together, and they have a celebration for the children, and he gets up and he makes a speech. We all know that our village was tormented by a bird, a magic bird, and his magic was so powerful that our elders fell to their power because they were caught in the past. And our warriors, our nation builder, fell to their power because they were enraptured by the future. But our children, our beautiful children, whose vision has not been clouded by life and who are present in the moment were able to do what the older the older nation builders and warriors and elders could not do because they are grounded in the present. So this day we celebrate the children. And they celebrated and praised the children and from that day on, once a year they made sure that they had a celebration for the children and they exchanged gifts from the adults, from the elders, nation builders for the children on this day to recognize and to remind themselves that one, cling to wisdom. Yes. Two, always look for a brighter tomorrow. Yes. But always Always remain like the children and stay grounded in the present. This is story by Brother Hatim, and hopefully you get the lessons. First off, my question is, what is the bird in your life? And if you have many birds, you need to decide on where are you. Are you the elder? Or are you the nation builder? Or are you the children ground in the present and dealing with the issue in the way that it needs to be dealt with? There's other lessons in there, but that's just one I'll point out because I like to raise conversation. 
So go and think about where you are in your life. Think about what is the magic bird in your life. Think about where is the magic tree. Because if you cut down the tree, you kill the bird. Cutting down the tree is getting to the source. Find the source of your problem and attack it at the source with a presence of mind. And you always will succeed. And celebrate your victories, no matter how small they are. This has been Brother Hachim. I'd like to thank you for your time. If you have any comments, please hit me up. All my information is present for you. Um, like this on Facebook. Tweet it out, you know. Um, and let's go on and continue learning together. If you have any tales that you find that you would like me to tell or possibly that you would want to tell because I'm coming up with ways where I could go and record it. You could record it, send it to me, I'll upload it, and you can sh I'll share your story. I don't... I just want to find as much wisdom as possible because we have to get back to the roots of being storytellers, especially for our children, you know what I'm saying, and so that we can, one, pass on the wisdom that's been passed on to us because although technology has has changed, the basic idea, the basic problems of life, strangely, remain the same. So this has been Brother Tim, and I send shouts out to you, and with that, I say peace. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.